1: Hi, and welcome to the official Good Morning Football podcast. I'm Will Selb, and here are the best moments from this week so far at the breakfast table. The end is almost here with Week 16, from an impressive performance out of the Seahawks to a late-game comeback from the Saints. Let's find out what the breakfast table thought about some of the biggest games from Week
2: 16. Guys, let's talk a little bit about these Seahawks. Uh, What is it about this team that makes them so scary right now?
3: Russell Wilson was amazing last night. I, I came into this thing last night saying, so okay, this is the Patrick Mahomes moment game. This is where the Patrick Mahomes puts his stamp on MVP. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes was awesome last night. Russell Wilson out Mahomes' Mahomes. We could talk Chiefs defense. We will. Let's talk Seahawks offense. Russell Wilson made all the plays that Patrick Mahomes has played and more this game. He out Mahomes' Mahomes in what will be the Mahomes 2018. <laughs> Russell Wilson was better than him. And Mahomes was really good last night.
4: Yes, well said. You know, people, they give me a hard time because I'm always so high on Russell Wilson. And, you know, most of the time they believe it's because I play for the Seahawks. And Nate, you're just being a homer. That's when You mention the championships mm-hmm. and him being clutch. And, and last week I was talking about Pat Mahomes going in and playing at a high level. But he's playing in Seattle, which is a difficult place to play. But he's also playing against Russell Wilson, who, just like you're saying, Peter, is the original version of Pat Mahomes. Everything that he was able to do. Extending the plays with his feet, um, like we're seeing right here, always keeping his eyes upfield. The fact that there's so much open space, given that Russell Wilson is an athletic quarterback, that shows that people have so much respect. Defenders have so much respect for his arm. It's it's everything that we compliment all the great quarterbacks for. That's where Russell Wilson was yesterday. So this is the month of December. Of course, they took that L last week. But um, being able to bounce back and figure out who they are. And Russell Wilson understanding that I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the damn league. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to let some young pup come in on my home field in a time where I need to get this win. So credit to Russell Wilson. Credit to the Seahawks. It seems like everybody on this team made plays. Oh, and not to mention, they rushed for another 200 yards. So yeah. if you're going to win in December, you're going to win in January, better play a good D, better, better have quarterback and take care of the ball. And you got to be able to run the mm-hmm. rock. And they did that.
2: That's just it, right? There's a remedy for humbling these high powered, high tempo offenses, and it is time of possession, which is what they had. It's what the Ravens did, and they almost beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. The Broncos did it as well, running those 200 yards. Carson. He's Chris Carson's a 1,000-yard running back. 1,000 yards already, and he's got a right. week to go. And he didn't even start the season, so that's impressive in and of itself. It's keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. They didn't have it. The time of the possession battle was 35-25 to 25. running. When you limit Patrick Mahomes' opportunities, it's the mistake, the fumbles, the Damian Williams fumble that are magnified and made so much better and bigger. This is a scary, scary team going into it. And really an impressive team all season long, given just how the graduation happened. And how they started, one in four. Yeah,
5: Yeah. Yeah. and that's the thing. this, this is the most wonderful time of the year. It, it really is. Because I all I care about is what have he done. Like, I don't care that Seattle lost to Denver on September 9th. That, that's, that's a different era. It's a different eternity. They've won five of six games. And I, I look at Russ, and Russ is like the Krampus. Like, he's yeah. terrifying. You're, you're at home right now. You're a Rams fan, a Cowboys fan, a Bears fan. You're, you're watching the see- hell. You're like, I don't want any part yeah. of that. I yes. don't want Russ in my building. Give me, some, give me anybody, else anybody else than Russ right now. And I feel like it is true. Like, him looking at Mahomes from Holmes, looking at him, it was like, Christian Bale being like, wow, Michael Keaton was a badass Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty good myself, but that was really good. I'm watching it at home. It's terrifying. It's the Krampus. I don't want him coming to my stadium. Russ. <laughs> Seattle. And by the way, Pete Carroll, unbelievable right yeah. now. By On way, fire. Give me anybody right now. I don't want to play them. I'm, I'm out.
2: And we can't talk about them being scary without mentioning Bobby Wagner, who was all over the field again yesterday, tackling Always. everything in his way. Also, we talked about this last week when you guys were out. Doug Baldwin being back over the last two he weeks. It was great. a bit two-dimensional. They were running the ball, or They were taking deep shots at Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin and his security blankets back in the intermediate game. Complete team. It's looking like I will say this right now.
3: That Chiefs defense isn't winning any games in January. Mm. That Chiefs de- they can- make a stop. Make a stop. Stop them one time. They couldn't make a single stop against the Chargers yeah. when they were up 14. Isn't it crazy that they have Chris Jones on this crazy sack streak 11 11? and it still doesn't matter. They have the right. hottest pass rush in the league. Individual fantasy but it doesn't league. matter. Great for Pro Bowl nods, yep. but I mean, that defense couldn't stop a thing mm-hmm. when it mattered the last two weeks. They will not win a game in January unless that defense gets solved.
2: Yeah, and Chris Jones wasn't even a Pro Bowl. He's not even in the Pro not Bowl. Not even in the Rob. Pro Bowl. Don't look now, folks. Foles has the most passing yards in a single game in Eagles history <laughs> with 471 yards. Okay, Ertz played out of his mind. Darren Sproles doing his thing. Are we feeling the magic of St. Nick? Oh, babe. I was not until yesterday, and then this team has this energy that they did not have it is absolutely incredible a flip has switched
4: no question you know I'm listening to Nick Foles talking he said just enjoying wearing this jersey kind of feel like he's playing himself into a big contract somewhere else but we'll Mm. get to that a little bit later now as far as right now when we got the news that Nick Foles was going to be back in the lineup it was the same response to when we got the news last year and people were shaking their heads saying oh you know Nick Foles I mean the guy was He was average in the preseason. I mean, We didn't know what he had this year. Carson Wentz is the man, and yet here they are with a chance to make a magical run. Now, we got to figure out what happens next week. But as for right now, this team is doing something special around them. And what I tried to encourage people last week is don't go on what you think about what a backup is. Think about what opposing teams see when they look at Nick Foles. They don't see a number two quarterback. They see a guy that went on a magical run last year. Who was a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl MVP. So for me, it's what the team sees and what other teams see. They see a damn good quarterback.
3: Forget the title hanging over his head. That doesn't matter. I, I look at the last year when he won the Super Bowl MVP, he said, don't, you know, don't look at my story and not see that I failed. I failed and I needed to fail to do this. And then I look at this story this year, and what he's saying there is, don't worry about next week, don't even worry about the future, and don't worry about whether I'm an Eagle next year. Let's just enjoy the moment. I feel like some of football's best stories are coming from Nick Foles in different vessels. Like, last year's Super Bowl run was the story of a man stepping up into an opportunity and, and capturing the opportunity. This story is about always being ready and enjoying and seizing the moment. Like... He's got such a beautiful story, Mm -hmm. and he's got such a beautiful message. And His play is so beautiful out Mm -hmm. there. It's hard, even if you're a diehard Redskins, Cowboys, or Giants fan, not to at least love the narrative of Nick Foles. I find this to be the most inspiring story of the last few weeks, and I find him as this wonderful vessel for all of us to look to. I know this sounds very, very uh, emotional, and it seems very, very outside the box for what I usually talk, which is football, X's and O's, gossip. Just the story alone is so beautiful. And this man has now given us this run last year in January and February, and now this story the past two weeks where it's, hey, enjoy the moment, make the most of it, and seize the day. I love his story, and I love what he represents.
5: It's uh, Josh Groban sings everything you need if you just believe. I believe. I, my five-year-old son Calvin believes so hard in Santa Claus. He's coming tonight. He's coming down the chimney. The magic is there. Mm-hmm. I believe in Nick Foles the exact same way, and so do the teammates. So do the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Mills has become the sort of spokesman for the defense. Tweets after the game, Foles, Foles, Foles. Got 5,000 retweets. They got a shrine. The defense lights <laughs> in. You know, it's, there's, I feel like Carson Wentz's mom – and Nick Foles' dad. And a lot of people on Christmas Day, their parents are divorced. Mine, where you go to mom's house, you go to dad's mm-hmm. house. Sometimes there's just a different energy, and there's a different magic, and there's a different caliber of presents, and there's a different special <laughs> Christmas day. They believe in dads so much. This is a different team. Garza Wins is a great player. This is a different <laughs> team in December with folks. They're going to beat the Redskins next week. Yeah. That's done. They're winning that game. The question is, are they are going to get help? I, I believe.
2: I agree with you. So they're 8-7. and seven. They'd be in with a win over the Redskins and a Vikings loss to the Bears, so they do need a little bit more help. What does that mean about Mom. Mom's I a great up, mother. I we this love this up, mom. It, it's great that they're winning, but the more that they win, the murkier this quarterback situation becomes. So Airs. where are you at with it Sees right now? Seize the moment. Joint
5: custody <laughs> is a complicated thing, okay? But it, right, we'll, deal with, we'll deal with mom in the, in the, in the long run. But right we're all now, believers so in the
2: Eagles now.
4: No question. And for everybody who's yearning for a little X's and O's, the reason why he was able to put up that franchise record of 471, Nick Foles is a pure passer. He's not looking to run. He's Carson Wentz, he extends the pocket with his feet, but oftentimes that's Untimed plays. Nick Foles is all about timing, so receivers know if I get out my route in my break, I can catch this ball on time, and they get big plays. That's why this offense is thriving. That's why the guys
3: around him are like, "Hey, we got Nick Foles. That means we're gonna put up some it's yards." It's a Nick's point. I've been a believer in Foles since I saw it last year. Like yeah, I, straight up, it makes you wonder if we had an extra two weeks of the NFL season, what we could do. It almost is a shame that it's them or the Vikings, and they've got to wait. Like Foles is amazing. Straight, you made a good Foles point. Foles is amazing. Last year
4: was a hot hand. It was a hot team. You know, he's just riding the wave. They were already good. This year's different, though. There was a lot of turmoil up and down. 100%. This wasn't a great team. Can Foles come in and steal the MVP. Can he
5: do it? Can he take it from the homes? <laughs> come on! He can, Is there the time?
4: Kyle, he can win the Super Bowl. He could be yeah. hoisting that Lombardi, right. though. Huh? You
5: get
2: a second you statue? nice, like, like, Hot Wheels under the tree, and now you want, like, a monster truck. Yeah. Calm down. I want Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> yeah. That thing. Now, of course, you've got the Cowboys. They're clinching the NFC East for the second time in three seasons. They are locked into... That four seed, which I kind of like because this team's probably going to get some rest in week 17. Uh, The win was cool. How confident are you guys in Dallas going forward, Kyle?
5: Semi-confident. First things first, there was no big collapse. It didn't happen. We've talked about it. Players have taunted them about it. Peters broke down the objective history of it happening. It didn't happen. You know, that game was – I thought it was not their best game, and who cares? When they're at home hosting a home playoff game, no one's going to matter how sloppy they were against Tampa. My question is, is the offense good enough? I love that defense, but there's this idea that can they flip a switch – not really. They run the ball, and Dak's pretty good, and they play great defense. If that's going to be enough, because look, if they play Russ, we called them the Krampus earlier in the show. You are not to mess up against – show up with your C game or B game against Russ, you're going to lose. Yeah. So TBD, but most importantly, they're in. Huge congrats. The defense
3: is really good, and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith both were excellent after bad weeks against the Colts, but neither one of those guys made the Pro Bowl. We talk a lot about the Dallas linebackers. They didn't make the Pro Bowl. So I wonder – If that was kind of on their shoulders, saying, hey, let's go have it. But to get Randy Gregory and Malik Collins and Mm -hmm. Antoine Woods, this is what's going to win them playoff games. We know that Dak and Zeke can do enough to put points on the board, but if they're going to do anything in January, it's that defense. And Jalen Smith had maybe his best day of the season. Look, there was a late touchdown by the Buccaneers, and you could say, well, it's a close game. This was never really in doubt, and the Dallas defense controlled it. From from go. So, to me, yes. Uh, do I have confidence in them? Yes, because I think defense wins in the playoffs. But is that team going to go into a New Orleans or into an L.A. and put a – that's asking a lot because I don't know if that offense can score enough points.
4: Yes, 100% I'm confident in no. them. Yeah, I feel like in, in today's day and age of football, we're so caught up in wanting a 50-point game and five touchdowns, and that's a great game for some reason. No, sometimes you go out and you control the game from start to finish. Dak Prescott completed 80% of his passes. Don't
3: apologize for the win, right? Yeah, don't yeah, apologize no, for the win. And, and
4: I will say it was a good win. They played a good game. Three sacks with a, a return for a TD on the scoop and score. And when you look at what they did on defense, you oh. made it. Laden Vander Esch. 15 tackles. That's a complete game. Ezekiel Elliott rushed for over 100 yards. What do you do in December and January? Take care of the rock. Dak Prescott did that. Get a running back that can run. They go over 100 yards defense plays well, gets after the quarterback, create turnovers. They did everything. So forget the points, forget who they played. That was a great game played by the Cowboys, and they got the dub.
2: Consistency is the issue here, right? That's why we can't go. You're saying semi-confident because yeah. it's consistency with Dak Prescott and the offense. Defense played awesome. I'm totally a believer in this team because they got the, I mean, it's not easy to get a win late in the season. They got one at no point in these four quarters that I think they were going to lose the game, not even once. And they get to host a game at home in Jerry World where they are 7-1 this season. Low-key home field advantage is huge for these Cowboys going into the playoffs. It's
5: going to be it's, a good one. I like them. I don't know if I love them. Like I, I can't love everybody. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I think they can win right. a playoff game. You know mm-hmm. who I loved last night? The Seahawks. You know who the Cowboys will probably play first round? The Seahawks. The Seahawks. Seahawks. So I, you know, yeah. Am I saying they're going to beat Seattle and Russell it's Wilson? Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Every team is good now. I know. Like That's the, the, the playoffs. That's what the playoffs are for. It's the good guys. You don't have, we don't again, have to pick You look one.
2: at the Seahawks and the Niners beat the Seahawks. I, I mean, it's just, you never know. You're are right. they built to win in the playoffs Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. Looking at the NFC playoff picture, the Saints clinch the top seed. They get home field advantage throughout. They are not leaving New Orleans until maybe they go to Atlanta. We'll see how it all shakes out in this conference, of course. Biggest takeaways from yesterday's performance, Kyle.
5: You know, I have a confession. On my Friday show this past week, I kind of made fun of you guys a little bit, like I poked fun at you, because I always roll my eyes at the hero-worshiping of the Superdome. Like, we look at that place somewhere like uh, Stonehenge and Wakanda and Bethlehem and the Vatican. Like, the Swiss Guard does security, and there's white smoke when the Saints win. It's a little much for me, and yet I'm sitting there in that fourth quarter when the Steelers have the ball and Roethlisberger... I could not believe the atmosphere. I think I needed a refresher on the power of the Superdome. It's really that big. And I'm I'm listening to it. It's at home. It's it's the afternoon. Brooke's sitting next to me. She's like, those people are maniacs. That's an exact quote (laughs) from my wife about the Saints fans. Every Saints player on offense is saying, get up, get up, get up. And I'm just picturing it. Roethlisberger was one thing. I'm picturing Trubisky or Dak or Russell Wilson, one of those guys going in there against that crowd. I think I kind of became a believer I went to the Superdome, I saw the 92 Sugar Bowl, Notre Dame versus Florida, Jerome Bettis versus Shane Matthews, and that was about 26 years ago, I am now a believer, it's going to be almost impossible for them to lose there.
2: My takeaway from this game is that Ted. I was waiting for Ted Ginn to come back, because it's not a coincidence that Michael Thomas, since week nine, has not had a 100-yard game, he did again yesterday, this is the guy who can stretch the field, take the top off the defense, open things up underneath, we know all of that, but the fact that no other receiver outside of Michael Thomas in this offense, where Drew Brees throws, and it's are It's known for having such a great offense. Had even 400 receiving yards outside of Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn being back was huge. He made some huge plays here, especially the game-winning drive. Third and 20, catch over the middle, picks up the 25 yards and seals the deal. So Ted Ginn being back, we haven't seen him since week four. He was put on IR with a designation to return in week seven crushing it right now and now the offense is going to click on all cylinders it's very similar to in my opinion different positions different styles but to what doug baldwin means to that just having that last piece to make to fulfill the puzzle
4: yeah he's definitely a, a big part of this offense and it's just the pure speed that he mm-hmm. comes with and his ability to go out there and run every route on the field uh, the evolution of game came in as a returner athletic mm. receiver and now is a true uh, number he's two playing a couple of super bowls too yeah, doing his thing shout out again but to your point kyle The crowd noise, you know what else makes them special? Is they're smart as well. Because when the Saints are on offense, Mm -hmm. they're calm. Drew Brees gives a couple of these, and the crowd is silent. So shout out to that crowd out there. For me, regardless if Mike Thomas goes off or if Drew Brees um, doesn't have the game that he needs to have, they have a running game that anchors the squad. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. And we've been talking about it all year. Alvin Kamara, once again, 100-plus scrimmage yards in this one, two TDs. He had four receptions, four receptions for 82 yards. Mm -hmm. And it's casual, and we kind of look past it. But he's not a receiver, guys. So him having 82 yards isn't something we should casually talk about. He has 18 TDs on the season. That right there is tied for the single-season record for the Saints. Now let's go to his running mate, Mark Ingram, who's an absolute monster. My dude passed Deuce McAllister for 50 TDs in franchise history. So he has these two guys breaking records on records, whether it's the grand scheme record where you look at Alvin Kamara or the franchise record of Mark Ingram, they're going into each week thinking to themselves, if Drew Brees doesn't have a day, lean on us. We got you. And this is December. This is January. I'll keep saying it. If you got running backs and can play defense and a quarterback
3: that takes care of the ball, you have a chance to make a Super Bowl run. That building? Absolutely. Uh, The story for me was the fake punt and the Steelers. Steelers, They're up by four points. Okay. It's fourth and five. There's four minutes left. And they call a fake punt, Roosevelt Knicks takes it. He thinks he got the first down. He does it. And I just want to – Shrek, say that again. They're up by they're four. They're up by four. So you punt this.
4: You cough and corner this. You, you play the field positions. What you're saying?
3: No, I'm not I am defending like Tomlin. It? You're I defending like it. I like it. Okay, Guys, talk about it. Why? Because Drew Brees is gonna get the ball back regardless. Why not go for it here? Like to me this was I'd rather have my offense on the field and give him another shot and have Ben Roethlisberger be able to put it in the end zone than punt it and give Drew Brees a chance to come right back down and take the lead. I I am okay with it. Look, earlier this season I came on the show on a Monday morning and did flips praising Sean McVay for calling on fourth and two Mm. in Seattle when they were up four points. On their own forty-two yard line, calling this play and saying let's sneak it instead of punt it. It's, uh, it was fourth and two. This was fourth and five. It's on the road, and I didn't want to give the ball back to Russell Wilson then, and I don't want to give the ball back to. Why Bob not play a if you're Field there. position game, bro. What field position? Your defense cannot stop them. This, no, okay, this is
5: what I would point out. I think these coaches get paid big money to have a feel for the game. Like you, there's a sixth sense. Mm. The prior three possessions, the Steelers team was playing great. It was three and out, Rubries three and out. At I know. Home, I'm not this giving Steelers you the Steelers team playing well. I, it's a four, There's
3: four minutes. Wouldn't you rather just go for it with Roethlisberger? You're gonna direct, direct no, after the Roosevelt? They had mix. it. They had it. They didn't it was have there. it. They're it it almost there. I know. I'm okay with it. I just think that hindsight is 2020. 20, and on sure. Twitter, everyone was clobbering Tomlin. Get if they convert it, we're doing flips for Tomlin today. Like, I love the but cojones. But didn't
2: convert it. They yeah. didn't
3: convert it. But you're on right. the road yeah. and your season's on the line. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's live another day. I, I'm okay with it. If anything, I'd say. The officiating was a little spotty. You want to get into right. the officiating? I don't know. I just how do you feel about Roosevelt
5: celebrating it when he didn't get it? No, that, it was swaggy look. P, dude. It was swaggy P, P. All it was it over was swaggy P took the P. shot. Look.
3: Yo.
2: So tell me <laughs> if I'm wrong, Shreys, but now the Steelers they can only realistically get into the playoffs the if they win lose. the division. And if the Ravens lose,
3: they need the, the, the Steelers. Lose the Browns. They, Steelers fans have to be Browns fans, which is the strangest thing they've ever heard. But the Steelers fans have to be all in on the Browns this weekend. And the Ravens, the Ravens last year lost a week. 17 at home yes. to a Cincinnati team that had nothing to play for. This Browns team is a lot better than that Bengals team. And they have
2: to beat the Bengals yep. this week this win and, and then they, they win the, the division and then they get in. It. It's right. the only way. And they have a home playoff happens. game. Woo, we'll see how it We've goes. Got to talk
5: more about that. Mm-hmm. I think that fake pun sucked. You hate I do. It. Yeah, it was a jared Goff thing. is a franchise quarterback. You went for it. Roosevelt Nix is deciding your season. I hated it.
2: uh Steelers though, sitting here at 8 and 6 and 1. Schrags, they can only realistically win by winning the division. So they'd win if the Ravens lose to the Browns in Week 17 and the Steelers win over the Bengals you know. to wrap up the regular season. So they, that's... Yeah. Stuff. Listen, after they beat the Patriots, I feel like everybody was celebrating that win like it was a Super Bowl, like they were good. And I said it last week, I was like, no, 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 they easily could be on the outside looking in. So we'll talk about the Steelers and the confidence we have in them. But let's open it up to the entire AFC because things got shaken a little bit here in week 16. Looking ahead to the finale of the regular season, which is the team that you think is playing the best football right now?
4: Yep, things got shaken. Kay, you're right, and just like James Bond drink, the Patriots shaking, but they're not stirred. <laughs> they're gonna keep on moving. Here they are in the month of December, and I'm going with the Patriots. This is the team that I would love to see make their run because this is the time of year where they make play after play after play. Now I know you're thinking, well, Nate, Tom Brady isn't playing that well, and this month has been a struggle. Okay, you're right. They're two and two. Tom Brady has thrown six TDs and four interceptions, but he's been in this situation before in the month of December. Last year, six TDs, five interceptions, month of December. He goes eight TDs, zero interceptions in the playoffs, makes a run to the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. All right, let's take you back, 2004. He has eight TDs, five interceptions, month of December. People are saying, ah, you know, he's throwing picks, now take care of the ball. My man hits the playoff run, five TDs, zero interceptions. He wins a Super Bowl. I'll take you back to his first year as a starter, 2001. He had one TD, three interceptions in the month of December. People are saying, ah, Patriots, Tom Brady, looking like he's struggling. He goes on to win his first Super Bowl. So for everybody sitting back saying, well, Tom Brady doesn't look like Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And these Patriots, they're just not clicking. They've been here before. They are the best in the league at self-correcting and fixing things. So if you're going with the hottest team, one, they got the dub. So let's not apologize for a victory. And two, it's the month of December, and we know who plays well in December and January. It's going to be the New England Patriots. Right, I mean, that was
3: a great history lesson. I'm glad we went back to 2001. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. asking who's the best team right now. Yeah. And the Patriots are not the best. They haven't been playing the best football right now. They got the dubs, strikes. Right? <laughs> they beat the Buffalo Bills. They, they lost last it's week and they week they for like that. 150 I mean, I don't, yards. Uh, don't so the apologize for a victory. Who, who might win the Super Bowl? Or are they the best you agree you agree? Offer an alternative. Right now? I'll give you an alternative.
4: They right play now. bad, okay. Can you offer an alternative? They
3: didn't play bad. Go ahead. Nate, they didn't play bad. You're asking me who's playing the no, best no. football right now? I'll
4: respond in the case you said he threw for 150 yards. I was saying they didn't play amazing.
3: They played They played all right. I would offer a nemesis of theirs from okay. recent years that is now finally hitting their stride in a way that no other team is playing in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. On Saturday night, the Ravens put on a national showcase game, what they can do in the playoffs, mm. and that was destroy a team. Destroy a team with defense. Yeah. And with a running game that will suck the life out of you. (laughs) This defense was already entering this game as the number one in yards against and points against. But they hadn't had that that game-changing moment. How about the final ten minutes of the game? Phil Rivers is sacked twice and they turn the ball over twice. Mm -hmm. And the Ravens absolutely annihilated the Chargers in their building. And what's so crazy is we talk about the defense and we're going to talk about the defense all week. The offense sucks the life out of you, too, because they have these long, sustained drives, and the clock ticks, 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 and you cannot prepare for it because no other team is playing this way. Whereas all these other teams are playing about offense and fireworks, the Ravens are playing an entirely different sport right now. They are playing a sport that the rest of the league has to prepare for in an entirely different way. Mm. Who's playing the best football right now? They're 5-1 in their last six games. It's ugly as hell to watch. It is not pretty to watch. (laughs) It is not something you're racing to see but it's winning. It's quality football, though. It sure is. No, no. It's like Navy, or it's like a football. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, <laughs> or even like football from the 40s. Yeah, yeah. Ten-yard fight. And I'm here for it. I loved it. I was there Saturday was night. the
2: vibe, yeah. The
3: vibe is a defense that is feeling itself and an offense that looks to their quarterback and says, we're all in with you. Yeah. And the coaching staff is completely committed to this brand of football. I get excited because I love things that are different. Yeah. I love outliers. Yeah. I love disruptors. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the league is going this way. The Ravens are going this way, yeah. and those are usually the teams that have an advantage. Lamar after the game. Don't nobody want to play us? No, no and no one does. There's us. no
2: answer for the. There's no way to stop them. You know what you have to do to stop the Ravens, stop the run. Nobody can do it.
5: Isn't that incredible? When you know what's coming and you mm-hmm. still can't. That feels like a mic drop for me. The team that's playing the best right now. If it weren't for the Indianapolis Colts. Fair. And if you're not watching them and you're on the periphery, you know you know Luck and you know Ty and yeah. you know that. This defense, they shut out the Cowboys, and then Saquon comes in, gets about 21 times for 43 yards. Saquon's longest run was six yards. That doesn't happen to Saquon. Anthony Costanzo, the longtime tackle for the Colts, said, I can't put my finger on it. There's something special happening here. It reminds me of Andrew's rookie year. That was when they went from 2 14 all the way to the playoffs. It's a fascinating thing that happened. The Indianapolis Star has a story. The Colts were very late coming out for halftime. They're losing, they're playing terribly, they're losing to the Giants. Like, where are the Colts? It's almost a problem. Turns out Andrew Luck said enough of this and screamed at the team. You may not think of Andrew Luck like that, using using words like, this is pathetic, mm. we are embarrassing ourselves right there. All the guys came out after the game and said, you've never seen Luck like he was at half really? wow. I've played with him for years. I've never seen that. He was pissed. He was angry, pathetic, like we're that. embarrassing ourselves. This is my team. We're going. And the scenarios are simple, guys. The scenarios are very simple. You play the Titans week 17. Okay. We'll say this all week. Andrew Luck has never lost to the Titans in his career. You beat the Titans, you're going to the playoffs after a 1-5 start. I'll echo Costanzo's comments. There's something special going here. Watch a Colts game. It's intangible, but it's contagious as hell. Mm.
2: I like the Texans. They've lost two of the last three. The Chiefs have lost back-to-back games. I'm going to stick with my Chargers. One loss does not define Mm. you. And if they brought their A game against the Ravens and they lost, I'd be worried. They didn't. They did not show up. They did not look good. They had such brutal penalties and mistakes made in crucial moments of this game. Uh, the offensive line obviously took a step back. But they are still. let's not forget they're still in play for the one seat here. They can still lock that up with the Chiefs not playing well. Melvin Gordon did not look 100%. Hopefully he gets a little bit of rest. Maybe he gets a little bit healthier. I don't know. What they did against the Ravens was not great. But the Chargers, to me, still have the most complete team mm. in this entire conference. And I think even the Patriots, and I thought about it, what, everything you just said, they still feel more vulnerable to me. I think Phillip Rivers... They had a, they had a bad game. That's really mm-hmm. what I think it comes down to. I don't, didn't lose faith in the Chargers. The yeah, Gordon but,
5: thing is interesting. Like I, I don't know.
3: You you were with them. Is Jordan is yeah. what's his deal? You were with him. 100% healthy. And I would I would, I would counter that just say that the the Ravens he, the didn't, look, he, he
2: didn't look like himself. The come Ravens on. It's The Ravens defense dominant.
3: Like that. Yeah. Like they had nothing. I don't think but, a receiver made a play. It was huh. it was a complete destruction of a team. And I will say this about the Chargers. They're really really good at a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know if they're great. At anything, mm. and sometimes really, really good at a lot of things can get it done, and it might get it done. But do they have that great – like, a team came in with their philosophy and said, we're going to play Ravens football, and the Chargers had no counter for
2: them. Mm-hmm. They had a great – what do you mean? They have a great offense. They have a great defense. They didn't look great, great in this just weekend. Good. They almost won the game. They were on a game-winning drive, almost and Antonio and Antonio Gates fumbled the ball. Like almost They were there. Count.
4: You just talked about they Tom Brady get,
2: only doing for a buck get, 50. Yeah, they didn't get annihilated is what I'm saying. In your eyes, Destroyed. they did. This time of the year,
5: they played Ravens. They
3: tried playing Ravens. Fantastic. I feel like don't the score did
5: not necessarily reflect the fight. Like, they're a fantastic team. What I've said this week: every team has laid an egg. We've seen it. We've seen the Colts do it. We've seen the Patriots That's do why it. We love the AFC. I think that we do. I think they got smacked around the other night. You don't I mean, want the to lose right, right before, before the playoffs. No, but, but they could, could, once once can As we get later, easy. you know, nobody want to lay wants the egg. to
2: play the Ravens. Is the moral of the story? No, the Chargers could be just fine. No, I agree with the Ravens. To flush it out, like for the Chargers, get that out of the way.
5: Getting late though to have that game though, you know what I mean? We're almost here
2: week 16 so many good performances and ins ins, and outs Nate who won the week in your eyes
4: for me it's Nick Foles Um, the major numbers that will stand out is the 471 yards which is a franchise record the four TDs he played fantastic but really I mean we can show these highlights over and over again but Let me get my single shot real quick because I don't need to talk football right now. I want to talk Nick Foles and what he means. You know, Shreger, you said it perfectly earlier that it's the storylines that makes us fall in love with this game. And what is happening, he parallels things that are going on in society. We all have labels that are placed on us, whether it's because of our own circumstances, circumstances, you're in school, you're working a job. He's a backup quarterback. Traveled around, backups are backups, right? That's what they do. No, backups – It's just a label, and labels don't matter. It's just a title. And here's the thing. You can play within a title that somebody puts you on. Or when you get an opportunity, you explode that title and kick that door down and make sure that they have to give you something else. only title that matters right now is the title that he won and possibly the title that he's going to win.
3: Good. Uh, who won the week for me? I go back to Saturday night. The Ravens defense won the week, and Their defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale. Everyone's Wink. looking for the young, hot, sexy, offensive next head coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy just suffocated the young, hot, sexy L.A. Chargers and did it in incredible fashion. That's yeah. what he looks like, guys. On the road. He looks like Dog the Bounty Hunter if he was a little cooler a little edgier. Dwayne Chapman? That's exactly right. This is my guy, Wink. His son is Leland. Ravens' defense looked amazing, but Don Wink Martindale had them playing, and I tell you what, there was a chess match going on, and uh, the Ravens outdid everything the Chargers tried. Wink, mm. I see you. Sometimes we try to appreciate the
5: teams that aren't in it anymore. Can we just take a quick second for Matt Bosher? This is the guy. Twitter <laughs> loved him. Sometimes as a punter, as a kicker, you just can't take it anymore. We're not going to the playoffs. We're not going – so, Bam! Matt Bosher has 28 career tackles. You know, what Sebastian Janikowski in almost two decades only has 19. Look at Bosher. Where's he from, Peter? Oh, no. The U. Oh. Matt Bosher said enough of this. We're that. not going to the playoffs. You're going to the Whoa. ground. You should win the award. And by the way, then Matt Hack, Matt <laughs> Hawk, also had a crazy tackle for the Dolphins. Also Craziest. not going anywhere. He had an F5, I think. That was Brock Lesnar out there. So <laughs> give the, the kickers and their punters their due.
1: Good morning, football podcast is brought to you by Burrow. The holiday season is here, and whether you're hosting the entire extended family or just a few friends, you'll need a cozy seat for everyone. There's no better time to replace your worn out, hand me down couch with a super comfortable, high quality, and stylish burrow sofa. Buying your burrow is stress free. It's easy to customize your sofa online, and shipping is always fast and free. Burrow's modular design means you can change the size of your sofa at any time. The fabric is comfortable, naturally scratch and stain resistant and pet friendly. There's even a built-in USB charger so you never have to get up. How amazing is that? Burrow also offers four unique collections of pillows and throws to help you decide on your style. It's no wonder Burrow was named one of time's best inventions of 2018 borough makes life more comfortable from the shopping experience all the way to the moment of crashing on your borough sofa at the end of a long day make a resolution in favor of comfort and convenience for the new year and save up to five hundred dollars on a new borough sofa by visiting borough.com slash good morning that's b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash good morning to save up to five hundred dollars on your sofa we all love the holidays almost as much as we love football so obviously the breakfast Table took some time to pitch some NFL
2: themed holiday movies. I'm sitting next to Nate and Nate, what do you love more than pretty much anything?
4: Movies. Classic <laughs> Christmas films. Yeah. That's
2: right. So we're gonna put those together. No better way to celebrate uh-huh. uh, our favorite holiday flicks and with some NFL holiday movies. Nate, mm. NFL Holiday Movie. What you got?
4: All right, so I was thinking about the New England Patriots and them getting another first round bye. So I wanted to do this movie style. <clears throat> In a world oh where the first round bye gives you a distinct advantage in the postseason, the New England Patriots once again have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Eight of their Super Bowl runs and five of their Super Bowl victories were with a first round bye. I present to you from the makers of Home Alone, the Patriots staycation. Hey! Ooh. Let
3: me get my poster oh, there. That's is.
4: perfect. Listen, you got the Patriots once again having a first-round bye, and we all know playing in Foxborough <laughs> in the postseason is as tough as it gets. Like I said, eight Super Bowl runs, first-round bye. Those five Super Bowls, of course, first-round bye. So, once again, we're in the same position as we were.
2: You think they're going to get to stay home?
4: I believe, I believe they are. Yeah. yeah. And once again, the Patriots will have an advantage at home in the, pl- in the playoffs. They Shout out to the legit. movie voice
5: guy, Don LaFontaine. Don LaFontaine. Was, LaFontaine. the incredible. A lot of those worlds were nothing as as it seems. (laughs) Every world was nothing as it seems. That's incredible. But in this world, it's everything as it is with the Patriots, as usual. Um, I used
2: to read... Follow that.
5: I'll try. I used to read the Polar Express, the book, when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it was this incredible book, and the pictures were really magical. Then they made it into a movie. It's basically... I don't know how can I say it? It's about this little brat who doesn't think Santa Claus is real, and he's coming into his own, and he's trying to spread it to all the other kids that Santa Claus isn't real, and he gets picked up. And there's this magical train that takes you to the North Pole. Um, I'm looking at that train right now. I think that train is also up in the NFC North, and they've changed it now. It's not the Polar Express anymore. Yeah. It's the Scholar
2: Express. Oh! Hey! <laughs> the Scholar. I love it. There it is.
5: Look at what the conductor's hat on cousins. And why is this perfect? Well done. Because First of all, the two directors, you had Zimmer and you have Zemeckis, both the, the, the Z-Man. And then in the movie, Tom Hanks plays six different roles. And Cousins plays a lot of roles, too. He's he's the QB1, he's the motivator, he's the dad. He, he tweeted out a picture of himself and his family. Oh, my God. If you just close your eyes and think what Kirk Cousins wears on Christmas, you nail it. Mackies, yeah. yeah. there's a blazer with Christmas. It's The family's beautiful. Um, but also, in playing six roles, Tom Hanks does a lot of different voices in the movies. And as we found out this past weekend, And Kirk Cousins speaks in different voices, too. Did you hear the clip of Cousins up at the line with his voice kicking up about 12 different octaves? The broadcasters were all over. Oh, I guess his voice cracked a little bit. Cousins doubled back and tweeted the clip with the laughing emoji saying, Look, we 16, my voice finally broke. You know, he's up there in the cold. He's yelling. He's got the baby at home as you get up in the middle of the night. So his voice finally broke. So I feel like that is him, that is Hanks in different voices. And really, for the Vikings, it's just about belief. Mm-hmm. Do you hear the bell? If you can't hear the bell, you don't believe anymore. I think they hear the bell. And what was the theme song? Josh Groban, Believe. The, uh, he literally sings, You have everything you need if you just believe. You got the defense, you got the home game, you got the quarterback, you're playing the Bears if you just believe. That's it. That's all you need. The Scholar Express.
3: Nice. On paper, it seems like it should be easy, right? Yeah. It's all there, Peter. Peter, do you hear the bell? Peter doesn't hear the bell. bell. You don't hear the bell? All right. I gotta see the bell before
2: I hear it. Yeah, it's true. What do you got, Adams? Well, the only movie I'm watching is a movie people don't really put with the holidays, but it's Gremlins. Oh, I love a Christmas movie. Anthony Lynn. Get it? Gremlins.
5: Yeah, Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn in.
2: to me is like, there he is. Oh. He's like Gizmo when it comes to the NFL. His Chargers are the Gremlins ready to Jeez. wreak havoc on the AFC guys. He's broken every rule when it comes to taking care of these Gremlins. Never expose them to bright lights. He's done that. Where do they play now? Under the bright lights in Hollywood at the StubHub and, of course, in primetime. Never get them what? Never get them wet. Can't do it. What's the name of their quarterback? Phillip Rivers. Oh. A coincidence? Oh, no, don't think so. Finally, never kick after midnight right Uh, they used to blow kicks at the witching hour Badgley I think is solve that problem. So this movie might take place during Christmas, but I have a feeling we'll still be seeing it on TV come February. Hey, I it.
3: Okay, okay. it.
2: It's a I great get. film. Yeah,
4: okay, you know what's funny? It was yeah, Anthony Leo on the show, and you start off by talking about all the terrible <laughs> things people said about his team. I know. And then you make him a gremlin.
2: I know. <laughs> you might be <laughs> I, beefing
4: with I,
5: Anthony Lynn right now. I'm
2: motivating him is what I'm trying well, to well, do. Like, Damn,
5: it's K. In he case the he was a mogwai, not a gremlin. Yeah, all right, right. right. He he very lovable, very coveted pet. That's good. It's a pet. <laughs> um, who's and, up next? Okay. He next? Feed him uh, after
3: midnight? <laughs> you know, so many Christmas movies. But I go back to the classics, and I think of all the NFL franchises, I'm thinking of a classic. And it's one of the weird deals where it's hard to really grasp that the Chiefs are terrible at home in the playoffs. They're 0-6 in their last home playoff games. Everyone talks about this arrowhead mystique and its great tailgates so hard. Every time the Chiefs have a home playoff game, they lose it. They lost last year in crazy fashion. Marcus Mariota basically threw the ball at Darrell Rivas It bounced off his hands, caught it, ran it in. The year before that, there was another ridiculous collapse. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. It's time to believe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. OK. Or there's others who are saying it's not real, okay. and that that guy's a fraud, and oh, yeah. that guy's not the real Santa. And it's your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? What? I think we're ready for a miracle on Arrowhead Drive. Oh! I think we're, uh, and that is Santa I as love Andy it. Reed. And that is Patrick Mahomes as the young child who always believed it was really Santa after all. It was. Look at, look at Big Red. It's Brad. the real Santa. <laughs> he likes ho-hos. He does. And I'll tell you, oh, uh, it would be nice if they can get a win. <laughs> I'll tell you what, the last two weeks, um, I kind of have the pulse of Chiefs fans. It is not What's going really on. fun two weeks. Because, What's in their head? Because the history. They've been there before. And it's scar like, tissue. Here it comes again, the scar tissue. It comes creeping in. What is with these losses? Can no. the defense, can Bob Sutton stop anything? That's what I'm getting a lot into. I said, Mahomes is the MVP. Everyone said, of course he is, because Bob Sutton is so bad that of course he's got to do a yes. million things. <laughs> I'll just say this. This year is going to be different. One mm-hmm. arrowhead drive. You're going to be hosting a playoff game, whether it be the Chargers or the Ravens or the Steelers, whoever comes into that divisional round. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. And Andy Rita Santa, there will be a gift. There will be a home mm-hmm. Chiefs playoff victory, and we could put that narrative away.
2: All they have to do is beat... The Raiders, and they get the one seed. They get to stay at home, right? That's it.
3: They've had it before, Kay. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> Even
2: with the one seed, that, that feeling remains.
3: Yeah, it's the sickening feeling for Chiefs fans that no matter what, our defense will not show up when it matters most, and we cannot win at home. It has been since 1994 since they have won a home playoff mm. game. Their quarterback that day was Joe Montana. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Montague? What? Joe it's the
3: same chorus
5: the Patriots here? This year's different in the negative. Yes. They tried the Chiefs. Oh, this year's different in the positive. But is it? So I I mean, every, is different. Every
2: team goes through, so the Chargers are dealing with the same thing. They just lost a game to the Ravens, and they're like, here we go. Sure. We can't get it done. Gotta fight history. But then you have to look at the Eagles last year. They can't get it done. They can't get it done. They win the Super Bowl. So, so you're saying no, sometimes you, you
4: have, get over the hump.
3: You just He's have to believe. Like
4: Macaulay Calkin, Pat's gonna be Mahomes alone. Mm-hmm. Here it is, Nate. But who's going to be the wet bandits? Mm. And is Andy Reid to do with the shovel that's going to knock somebody in the back? That's head? good, old man. Old, oh yeah, old man Morley, <laughs>
5: South Bend shovel slayer. What About the bird lady, oh, the Arrowhead. Tried. Bird lady that's, part two, right? Yeah, yeah part two. We're yeah.
2: getting yeah. out of there within two hours. I don't,
5: I don't think, think that's happening. Less than
2: two hours to get out of that <laughs> parking lot—that is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Tough lot.
3: Tyree kills the bird lady. Oh yeah, yeah the bird you know at the oh, end yeah. of yeah. Miracle on
5: 34th Street, you know what she gets? Santa Claus brings them a house at the end of Miracle on 34th Street—a home. I don't know if Santa's paying taxes on that or how that works. It's like Ty Pennington. It's sort of a rip off. That's it. Yeah. But that's what
1: they need, a home win. As we head into the final week of the regular season, there are lots of scenarios that could shake up the final playoff picture. Schrager, Peter Schrager, used his beautiful playoff mind to tell us about the Ravens' playoff
3: scenarios. Uh, the Ravens had a notoriously heartbreaking finish to their 2017 season in which a 4th and 12 from Andy Dalton to Tyler... Okay, okay, Ravens fans, you don't want to hear enough about it that anymore. We've done it enough already today. Look, winning in, the Ravens are in the playoffs. But that's not everything you need to know about Baltimore's Week 17 playoff situation. You guys want to hear all of it? Of yes. course. Let's get into it, Peter. Let Come on. Let me explain. First, the Ravens can be eliminated if the dreaded happens. A Week 17 loss to the Browns and a Steelers win over the Bengals. After that, though, it's playoff options everywhere with Baltimore. Let's start with that four seed. A win over the Browns or a Steelers loss to the Bengals gives the Ravens the division title in at least one home playoff game. They get the four seed. They're hosting the Chiefs of the Chargers. Done and done. Okay. Oh, but there's so much more than just that. Baltimore can also actually get the three seed if they beat the Browns and the Texans lose to the Jaguars, and we get anything other than a tie between the Colts and the Titans. If all of that happens, the Texans would then get the six seed, the Colts or the Titans would get the four seed, and the Ravens would get the three seed with a head-to-head win over the Titans and a better conference record than the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. But guys, keep going. The Ravens could also get that three seed with a win over the Browns, a non-tie in the Colts-Titans game, a Texans win over the Jags, and a Patriots loss to the Jets. If that all happened, oh. uh, the Texans at 11 and five would get the first-round bye. The Ravens would tie the Patriots for the three seed, and Baltimore would win the tiebreaker over New England with a better conference record. So that's it. Good We're job. Just getting started. <laughs> the Ravens can actually get the two seed, also. Yes, the oh Ravens wow. Who were four and five a few weeks back can get a first round bye and a home game in a divisional round. (laughs) If the Ravens beat the Browns and the Texans lose and the Patriots lose and there's not a tie in the Colts Titans game, the Chiefs of the Chargers would get the one seed. The Ravens would get the two seed. The first round bye with a head to head win over the Titans, a better conference record than both the Patriots and the Colts. Meanwhile, the Texans, who would be losing two straight, would be the second wild card and the Texans (laughs) would get that six seed. All right. So you got all that. Coming up after the break. There's more. <laughs> more.
2: Look wow, Peter! It
3: is a crazy scenario where both the Ravens and the Steelers both make the playoffs. Okay. Huh? How? Yes. How? If huh? the Ravens tie the Browns, okay, and the Steelers beat the Bengals and the Colts tie the Titans, yes, the Steelers would win the division. The Ravens would be the sixth seed, and because their conference record would be better than Indianapolis' formerly the Baltimore Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, the Ravens would advance. So including the Chiefs, the Chargers, Mm -hmm. the Patriots, the Texans, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Colts and Titans games, excluding ties, there are 96 different scenarios Mm. that the Ravens can get either the two, the three, or the four seed. Of course, the easiest way... It's just beating the darn Browns in Week 17. Go get it done, Ravens. Just beat the Browns. You don't have to worry about any of that. But, yes, the Ravens, there are a lot of ways into the playoffs and a lot of different (laughs) chances they get in.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Good Morning Football podcast. Make sure to subscribe on all our channels and come back tomorrow for some more fun. So from all of us here at GMFB, have a good
0: morning and a great day.